Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart of evanlionheart.com in New Jersey, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, Conjurman of conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California, and this week's special guest. Angela Marie Horner of Lotus Raven Massage on Facebook, bringing us the topic of remote internet spellcasting. Together they will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment. But first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman. Ms. Kat? Hi, Evan. How are things with you today? Hello. Excellent. Uh, we have a beautiful um, break in what was uh, some pretty odd weather this week. So it's nice and warm, and I'm just uh, soaking up the last remains of the sunshine here on the East Coast. But uh, how are things over uh, in sunny California? Well, um, today I had a, a revelation probably very personal and minor as far as the world is concerned. There's a kind of plant called a lantana. It blooms in hot, sunny places. And when I was a child, we lived in Fresno, California for a short amount of time. And there were beautiful shrubs of lantanas maintained by an old Armenian man who lived down the street and also taught me how to play chess, or at least taught me the moves for chess, let's put it that way. Um, And... (laughs) Um, when I moved back to Berkeley, which in, in the Bay Area where I had come from, um, we couldn't really grow lantana there. You could only grow it on like the southern facing hills. It was, you know, it just was too cold in Northern California. But every year, and I moved to Sonoma County, I would see little four-inch pots of lantana, and I'd say, "Oh, I remember the lantana from Fresno," and I'd buy a little lantana, and then it would die in the frost every winter. Well, climate change has caught up with the lantana. And each year, for the last three years, the lantana didn't die. And this year, the lantana comes up to my bosom. It's becoming a lantana shrub. So, one, trying to look at the glass half full, I can say, climate change, it has brought lantana to Sonoma County. That's how I am today, <laughs> trying to look on the bright side. <laughs> Maybe trying a little hard to look on the bright side. 
Um, so things here, I'm working very hard on my next Patreon uh, weekly uh, piece, which will be going out on the 21st. They go out every 7th, 14th, 21st, and 28th of the month. I'm working on these books. So um, I have a lot of pages I've done on how to use amulets, charms, and curios. And that's going to be the kind of the lead section in the Patreon thing. For $2 a week, you can get these advanced looks at the books I'm writing. And when I'm done writing books, there will be advanced looks at web pages that you get a year in advance. $2 a week, it's a nice way to stay in touch and, and support what I'm doing because people always say they like it, but a couple of bucks helps. The other things I'm working on um, and being part of is the Hoodoo Heritage Festival with uh, Evan is going to be there, Conjurman is going to be there, and so is our special guest today, Angela Marie Horner. So um, I'm not on the um, committee that's putting together the festival, but I will be presenting there on, on a down-home sex magic will be my topic. And I will be um, co-writing a book also with... Um, Dr. Jeremy Weiss, which is the expanded, restored edition of Terrors of the Evil Eye Exposed by Henri Gamache. So that's what I've been up to. Lots of writing, lots of working, lots of um, putting things in boxes and trying to ship them off. That's it for me. Um, and um, I guess the um, other thing is, if you buy your tickets for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, which is September 11th and 12th, there will be 10 workshops. You'll get a, a goodie box, and it's going to have all kinds of fabulous things in it. I just shipped off um, uh, some fabulous little um, amulets from Thai, uh, Thailand, which are going to be included free in the goodie boxes for the amulet um, workshop. And there's going to be just a lot of cool stuff. So uh, get your tickets now, and uh, I think the early bird special ends tomorrow, and the prices go up. So try to go there right now, Hoodoo Heritage Festival, and be an early bird and save some money. Be sure you get that goodie box. Now, uh, let's say hello to my co-host. How are you, Conjurman? Hello, hello. I am doing well. Uh, trying to stay out of the drought heat that we are suffering in half of the United States, apparently. Um, yes. It is a, there's a heat dome going on, apparently, that's so hot that places like Arizona and Vegas have hit record temperatures. We're talking three digits, 115, almost 120 degree weather. So it is intense in certain parts of the United States, uh, particularly in the Southwest. So I've been trying to avoid the heat a little bit. Um, but other than that, doing quite well. As I mentioned over the past few weeks, uh, the theme has really been love clients over the past, uh, I would say, two months or so. So in the beginnings of, of the ends of spring and the beginning of, of summer, the sort of uh, summer of love, if you will, people trying to reconnect with former lovers, people who are starting to get back out there now that the pandemic is kind of winding down. But I have a sneaking suspicion we, we might be in for a little bit, another little bit of a spike before we're fully out, uh, a little one that, that might be headed our way uh, with this variant thing. 
Um, but yeah, people have been really kind of looking to say, all right, I'm ready to go out again. I'm ready to meet people. So doing lots and lots of love work, lots of un- love on crossing work, people have kind of jinxed themselves and whatnot. And just 30 minutes before uh, we hopped onto the call, I had just done a reading for a client. Phenomenal, phenomenally interesting reading. Uh, Capricorn has been the number one person who's been asking about love for the past weeks. And Kat, you've talked about how Capricorn has really taken a bit of a hit in 2020 uh, and mm-hmm. even a little bit in 2021. And so now they are seeing the little Capricorns who are a little bit lovelorn right now. And it's very, very hard to get Capricorns in that state. Very sensible sign. So the fact that I'm getting these lovely Capricorns who have had their heart broken or who are feeling very lonely just goes to show how rough of a year it was for them that they're showing up and going, look, I need love in my life. So I just did a really cool reading with this uh, Capricorn and things are looking very interesting. We did a a natal chart reading and then uh, broke it down year by year by year. Um, So we'll see how that turns out if my predictions come true or not. I'm pretty, pretty solid with this stuff, but uh, I just definitely saw something at the end of August. So fingers crossed. I'll let everyone know how that turns out, a little bit of a mini report on the summer of love, if you will. <laughs> summer of love. Right. I have I have something else to talk about, too, by the way. Um, thanks to Evan, our announcer, I got on Instagram on the 1st mm. of January this year. I had never had an Instagram account. And... Um, I have been um, seeing my number of followers jump on Instagram. And so I'm very happy to see that. It's working out uh, nicely. And so if you're an Instagrammer and you don't follow me on Facebook, now you know now check in with Instagram. I'm putting up stuff all the time, and it, it also broadcasts to my Facebook account. So if you're in mm-hmm. Facebook and don't want Instagram, you'll get it also. They are linked. So And Twitter is linked as well. But I want to thank Evan for getting me into Instagram. And um, I'm having a lot of fun just posting little still, lives of, still life photos of corners of my house and then talking about what it is I do. It's kind of been an interesting thing. Also, I want to give a big shout-out to Deacon Millet of Hoodoo Psychics. And um, he is working on a book on astrology, which will be given away Evan's workshop at the the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. And that book on astrology will be a, a Kindle uh, edition and it'll be available as a Kindle through Amazon later and it will also be available in a hardback full color keepsake edition for all of you fanatics <laughs> <laughs> of whom we know there are several and it's going to be gorgeous and it this is the book we talked about before with art by Lee Lowry the great art deco sculptor and artist and it's it's going to be, you know, that it's probably too rarefied for it to do, you know, a public book. But in full color, as a keepsake edition, hardback, it's going to be a thrill and a half for those astrologers who love Art Deco and astrology. Art All right, Deco so and astrology. Uh, Art Deco it. astrology. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, Lee Lowry was a, a very famous artist and sculptor, and for some reason, unbeknownst to all of us, he was an astrologer as well. He did many sculptures involving astrology, and he illustrated this astrology book, and which was very obscure. And, um, and uh, Deacon Millet and I uh, kind of said, it must be put, put back in print. And Deacon Millet said it must be made beautifully in color because it had been limited spot color before. And that's what's happening. And then um, Evan is going to introduce that book as part of his astrology workshop. And, um, yeah, it's going to be really, really nice. So, um, well, let's get to saying hello to our guest. We chatted just a moment before the show started. Um and we realized we hadn't talked in over a year. <laughs> it's been a mm. while. Everybody has been berated by COVID. And um, I haven't seen Angela Marie. I went from seeing Angela Marie five days a week to little to none. And so it's so nice to hear her voice. So welcome to the show, Angela Marie Horner. Thank you. Nice to be here. Welcome, welcome. Oh, it's so good. To, it's so good to know you made it through all of this safely. Why don't you catch us up a little bit about um, what you're up to, where what you've been doing, where you're um, where you're working, and what your life is like right now? Well, um, I'm not working anywhere. I am taking care of my grandmother full time. Uh, today was the first real day. In my own house, I've had for several months now, uh, mm. my mother, myself, and an auntie of mine, uh, out of eight kids, mind you, uh, take care of my grandmother. Uh, she's 96 years old, has dementia, lo- still loves to sing, loves to dance, gets in her mood. Um you would think I'd be able to do spell work and readings at her house because every once in a while she'll look at me and say, let's go down to the corner store. I need to get me a mojo. I need a boyfriend. Wow. <laughs> you would think that I'd be able to get away with doing that stuff in her house, but I can't. She caught me doing a reading once and lost her mind. So that was the end of that. Hmm. Uh, so, And they dismissed her two caregivers that she had. So now it's just us taking care of her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'll be back at it this week as well, so um, I should have a break. I should be free around my birthday, July 1st, so I'm hoping, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, um, so then I'll have more time at my house to get back into my readings, get my website fixed back up, everything just stopped. When COVID hit, we lost four family members, and everything stopped. <laughs> oh, and we gosh. roused around my grandmother to keep her safe, you know. So that's mm-hmm. where we're at. <laughs> wow. That is so hard, Angela Marie. That's just terrible. Um, mm. And, um, you know, good for you for keeping Grandma safe because um, – it's been it's been especially hard on the elders in our communities, and it's yeah. very very um, difficult for everybody. And not to give away your secrets, you're not no spring chicken yourself anymore. <laughs> not to mention your That's mom. That's true. That's true. I will be <laughs> with a 96 year old grandma. We know you're not in your twenties. <laughs> so nope. 
No, I will be 51 in July. Yeah. So you and so and and, yeah, and, and I'm going to say something else for people who um uh, have wondered about Angela Marie as a root worker. Angela, you have done um actual professional work in the healthcare field also. And yes. you do uh, therapeutic mm. massage and you've done other healthcare. So when you mm. get back into the swing of reading, I want to recommend to people who have any health problems, any health concerns, any health questions, I would say of all the members of AIR that you are the most compassionate with health care. You know about it. You know how to get people help in the mundane world as well as in the spiritual world. And you add a lot to air by knowing that material. We all have our extra special side interests and knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And yours happens to be health and also sigil magic. You are mm-hmm. our... Our sigil magic and and Solomon seal and seals of Moses, you are the one who's given the um, workshops on that in the past, and um, it's in the red folder. The whole center folder, the red folder, is by Angela. So that's what Angela does. And um, yes. I am so glad to hear your voice again. I hope we get to see each other soon. I mean, I hope that we, you know, that things go back to normal. You know, I spent over a year, uh, almost a year and a half, not going to the shop. I just stayed in the house. I just thought, I'm just not going to risk it. it. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, uh, the best way to I, do it, you know. And, uh, and I, I waited. When I when, started... when... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say, when I started my journey, I wanted to be a holistic midwife mm-hmm. and a work, and I wanted to be a working witch. And I mm-hmm. figured as a holistic midwife, I could be a working witch. Mm-hmm. And uh, the path I took took me through nursing. It took me through uh, certified nurse's aid. Uh, I became an EMT. Um, I became a, a massage therapist also that I could be a holistic midwife, you know, basically doing the, the working witch kind of thing. Uh, midwifery mm-hmm. is not allowed in California unless you are a registered nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, the natural course was just to stick to the working witch part. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, when somebody asked me anything about uh, you know, healing or health or anything. I'm like, have you spoken to your doctor? Mm-hmm. Because that's, right. that's the first thing anyone should ever do right. when they have health concerns is to talk to your doctor. Now, yes, it is true what they say in Eastern medicine, mind, body, and spirit. If your body is sick, your spirit will be sick. If your mind is sick, your spirit will be sick, which will make your body sick. So having everything in tandem in tune will help you to to stay healthy i mean it even helps people with it doesn't cure cancer but it certainly helps people with cancer to facilitate a cure for themselves mm-hmm. i mean i have an uncle that i have an uncle that has sarcoidosis which is a very dangerous disease that mostly hits people of color and the secret spell work I was doing on him, plus his doctor and doing his medication, he was compliant with his doctor, which is one of the things I was mm-hmm. pushing for with my spell work. 
and mm-hmm. he was compliant with his medications, and his sarcoidosis is in remission. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, that's the thing. You know? It's you know, in it, to be honest, in this world, we need to get people to get the medical uh, treatment so that we can do adjunct therapy and then spiritual healing. I mean, they all have to. It's mm-hmm. you know, right. mind, body, spirit, like they say. Well, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really uh, you know, I mean, you keep it a hundred percent real on that, and you are. Really, if I have any problems along those lines, you would be my go-to person because you know more about um, that stuff than anybody I know. So now we have actually for today, the topic is um, remote Internet spellcasting. And this kind of goes hand in glove with what we've been talking about. We have not been able to see one another. We've not been able to see clients. Many of us have already been doing Internet spellcasting for years. But during COVID, we developed new and original and different ways of doing it. And we also have ways to stay in touch with our clients. So I'm going to just give a few ideas, and then, then we're going to bat them around between the three of us. One of the things in doing internet spell casting is for the client to understand that the person that they're hiring is actually doing the work. There are many, many fraudulent workers who claim to be casting spells. They use sometimes generic pictures, photos that they use over and over again. Some of them even know how to fake a date stamp onto a photo and can do it with Photoshop. So don't think that that's going to help. Um, you have to be sure as a client that you're actually getting spell casting and not Photoshop. That's number one. That's on the client. Number two, important, the root worker needs to know that the client is actually having them do the spell casting that is necessary. And I'm going to explain this. I'm not trying to put down any client. This has happened to me person came to me, a woman came to me. She had a man. She claimed to have had a sexual relationship with whenever he was in town, quote, he traveled for a living. And um, she, this, you, can, you can see where this is going. And she wanted him to leave his wife and move in with her. And she told me his name. I'd never heard of him. I'd never heard of her. I set up an altar. I took the money. And then I mentioned his name. I said, you know, that name sounds so familiar. I was in the shop, and I'm not going to call this name. I said, that name. And someone said, oh, my God, he's a famous rapper. And I went, oh, no, it must be it. <laughs> no, it must be another guy with the same name. No, no. It's I went. It was this famous rapper. I went back to her and I said, have you actually ever had sex with this guy? And she said, no, he just sends me messages. Mm. We have astral sex. And I went, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm doing a spell to break up a marriage. They're perfectly happy. They have two children. What? (laughs) You know? So that's about... uh, Anyway, the lady was... um, had an obsessive um, mm-hmm. fantasy affair with this famous rapper. And because I'm 
you know, didn't recognize his name. I mean, it took me about three days, and then I went, wait a minute, I do know his name, right? <laughs> and so um, I had to uh, tell her, I can't refund for the candles I've lit, but I'm giving you the rest of your money back, and I'm not going to serve you again. You're on my do not serve list, and that was it, right? But so it the the um, it serves both ways. The client needs mm-hmm. to know that the root worker is actually doing remote work, the root worker needs to know that the client is actually telling the truth. And so as proof of, I ask, what is that person's full name? What is that person's birth date? May I have a photo? If they can't mm-hmm. provide those three things, I won't do root work to mm-hmm. destroy their marriage, move them out of the apartment complex, kill them. I won't do any negative work. I won't even necessarily do any work to draw them because I don't know if they even exist. They might not even exist. So that's my intro to remote spellcasting. How to avoid the pitfalls? So mm-hmm. take it away, Angela. You talk about remote spellcasting, okay? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I had a similar incident, but I don't. I don't do um, breaking up marriages. I don't care. Mm-hmm. If you have been sleeping with this man for the entire time they've been married, they're married. That's a sacred institution. I don't want that karma. So I don't. I don't even. I don't even work to break up a marriage. Now, if the wife I, oh, you know, were to I say, jump in? I, hey, I have to jump in. I have to jump in. I'm sorry what? to defend myself. This woman claimed that they were separated and that he was getting a oh, divorce. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, so I, my my work was my work was not actually to break them up. It was to speed the divorce. It turned out there was no divorce. I mean, you know, it was all a lie. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't go around breaking okay. up couples. I just wanted to make that clear. Okay, go. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, you totally don't. I'm so sorry. You totally don't. I'm just um, saying that when somebody asks me that, I tell them no. Um, mm-hmm. it, it just, <laughs> there's not even a question. But and and just like you probably do too. Um, mm-hmm. No. Um, if you, if um if like when someone needs work from me, I ask them for a picture of everyone involved. Um, I ask them for uh, personal concerns of everyone involved because I'm going mm-hmm. to make a doll out of everyone involved to do the to have the physical object to do the spell work with, which kind of ties into the fact that I use sigils. I use I use a physical representation of the spiritual spell so it's harder to break. Mm-hmm. And so I have them send me, and if you can't, you know, oh, well, uh, he's never really come over, so I don't have any personal concerns of his, okay? Mm-hmm. Then why do you want to do, do this work on him? Mm-hmm. No, because I love him, but does he love you? Does she love you? Mm-hmm. You know, is this is this person worth your time? And a lot of the and a, and a lot of the times, I'll get a yes. Once in a while, I'll get a no. Um, the reason that a lot of the long distance work has a harder time working or a harder time getting through is a lot of times the client is embarrassed and doesn't want to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And so now I have to work through this mire of, mm. you know, 
should I say this, should I say that, should I say the other, just tell me what's going on, be honest, I'm going to see it in my cards, and if you lie to me, I'm not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so for me, it's easiest to have those personal concerns. I don't have to have them. If the only thing you have is a picture and a birth date and a full name, I can work with that. Mm-hmm. But it's easiest if you have personal concerns from everyone involved. You know, that's like really, I need your that, hair. Yeah. That's really true. And I yeah. asked for personal concerns by mail, too. In the chat, yeah. Angela L. asked, was, I was going to ask, was a divination done first? And we've touched on this, but I do want to get this into the audio portion of the file. Yes, a divination oh, yeah. would be done, but I have had clients lie and try to justify a bad, quote-unquote, bad card reading. In other mm-hmm. words, they will... They may even, this is for real, they may even be familiar with the tarot cards. And I will say, this shows no connection between the two of you. And they go, oh, yeah, I got that card yesterday, but usually I get the blah, blah. And they'll try to spin you. If they know cards, they'll try to spin you and say, well, was it reversed? Was it upright? It's very interesting because they sometimes try to manipulate the reader. So that goes to Angela L's question. And you're sometimes mm-hmm. like, you know, you're and you're looking at somebody saying, "I'll pay you $600 if you just like these candles, blah blah." And you go, "Well, it's $600." You know, and they're telling no, me, "No, I you know, sorry, baby, I don't want your money." <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, you have to learn want to your say money no. That bad. <laughs> right. Now, and I'll um, and I'll yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Shiva said Shiva says there are other things involved and Shiva mentions here Santa Clara, Saint Claire of Assisi, the saint of clairvoyance. Um mm-hmm. Archangel Metatron, clarity oil and psychic vision oil are all useful. Spirit guide is another one and Indian spirit guide are all useful to the root worker who wants to get to the bottom of this. Um mm-hmm. this problem. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned using personal concerns and making dolls. And um, I really find this interesting, too, because I have asked people for personal concerns. I'm making them a protection amulet. I need your hair. I need, I need you know, fingernail clippings, whatever you're going to send me. If you're, if you're shaved ball, give me a couple fingernail clippings. I need your name written very small on a piece of paper. And they will pay the money for the jack ball to be made or the protection locket. These are sterling silver lockets I make. And they never send mm-hmm. the concerns. Never send the concerns. <laughs> then they say, well, I thought you could make it without the concerns. No, I actually need the personal no. concerns. Well, I don't want you to have them. Well, then how about I send you your money back? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Well, we're at an impasse. So. In order to get root work done via the internet, you need to trust the root worker. As a client, yeah. you need mm-hmm. to trust the root yeah. worker. Yeah, so communication and you, honesty let, is key here. Yeah, let's have yeah. Ollie jump in for just a moment. What's been your experience with this internet, uh, long distance internet root work? Well, I do quite a bit of work uh, long distance. Um, you know, not there's not a lot of in person clients uh, around me. Um, but I, the key here is communication and honesty. You've got to be able to communicate with your root worker. You've got to be honest with them. And in turn, you have to find a root worker that's willing to be honest with you. So there's a two-way street there. And so the relationship is crucial. 
But we should note that correspondence work or long-distance work is actually not new to Hoodoo. It's been done mm-hmm. for ages. Hoodoo has always had a travel component to it. Whether people travel to visit a root worker in the next town over, very common. Once a month or once every few months, I need to go get a reading. We don't have a root worker in my town, but a couple towns over, there's a root worker. So you would get into your van or whatever it was and make your way over to the next town to get that reading or buying supplies through the mail. People kind of mm-hmm. assume that that's a new thing, right? Lucky Mojo is in a long tradition of supply shops, very, very mm-hmm. to the core, much to the core of voodoo. People getting the catalog and buying via mail, even reading via mail. We have evidence of people sending in letters to root workers with their problems and root workers responding mm-hmm. with the reading via mail and also doing mm-hmm. work. I'm going to make you a jack ball and send it to you through the post. Or I'm going to do some candle work for you. I'm going to go and bury it and whatnot. So this, is, this has been the bread and butter of, of hoodoo all along. That while there has been a physical community, there's always been a sort of virtual community that's existed. And so with the rise of the Internet, hoodoo took to it like a duck to water. It was like, we've already been doing this work. Now it's just easier to do via email and pictures and phone calls and, and whatnot. So the key for me is when I do this type of work uh, is to overcome distance, whatever that is. If I'm not working in my town, like let's say I have a client in my town, then I I have access to their target. I have access to my client. If I'm not, let's say they're calling me from across country, then I want to overcome that distance. And how do I do that? Two key ways. One, personal concerns. The more personal concerns we have, the more of an intimate connection we have to the person. That is photos, names sexual fluid, hair, I will have people send me that stuff. At mm-hmm. bare minimum, I need a name, birthday, and photo. Those three things allow me to do work at a distance for people via the Internet, via candles, via schedules, a variety of different ways to overcome it. If they have none of that, then we have a problem. There is a wall that is difficult to breach. That doesn't mean magic is impossible to do. You can still do magic, you know, with just a first name even. But it gets harder and harder to overcome that distance. If they don't have that, let's say they're working on a target and they don't know that target's name or or they don't know the full name or the birthday, then they need to overcome the distance in another way, and that's usually through contact magic. I will send them stuff, whether it's powders or, 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 uh, you know, magical objects to bury or jars or whatnot, that they will then need to bury or bring into contact with that other person. So there are two strategies here. Either you get close to them or we spiritually get close to them through personal concern. But those are the kind of key ways of doing magic at a distance. And the Internet can really facilitate this. One of the really great things that the Internet has done when we talk about these sort of long-distance magic is everybody's photo is available through social media. At bare minimum, Mm -hmm. you should be able to have someone's name, their birthday, and a photo of them if you just spend an hour sleuthing, and even less than that, right? You'll be able to Mm -hmm. find If you can't, then that already is a problem. So that's one thing I tell people. Before you even hire me to do the work, go and do your sleuthing. Find those photos on that birthday, and then we can get to work. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, Angela, let's let's take another aspect of this. In doing root work via remote access, whether it's postal or Internet, 
what do you think are the limitations and what are the most effective spells? For instance, if we break spells down into cleansing or healing on one hand, uncrossing is another type, court case, are there, you know, love, money, are there some spells that you think work better remote or some that work less well remote or are they all about the same to you? Uh, to me, the cleansings work the, are the are the worst for remote because mm-hmm. I prefer I prefer to do in person cleansing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I flew to to I flew to Houston to do a cleansing on this lady's house, her herself, and her kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't I prefer hands on cleansings. I mean, because mm-hmm. you can't you can't always trust them to do the cleansing themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and then mm-hmm. they're like, oh. Well, Spell didn't work. It didn't work because you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are the hardest yeah. to me. And then the easiest to me so far has been court case. Because yes. That's got yes. the easiest. Mm. It, yeah, Amen. It the I got that too. Um, I can do. Yeah. yeah. I can do court case all day remotely, it, and it works really well. Yeah. For me, cleansing is the worst, and the second worst is sex magic, as opposed to love magic mm-hmm. i i cannot do remote sex magic for people i don't even want to really do i really no i don't really i'm not that kind of a person i'm not a voyeur i don't want to be involved right sexually in their <laughs> lives <laughs> but i'll do love work for them remotely but i won't but for sex yeah. work uh sex i don't know sex work sounds like prostitution i mean for sex mm-hmm. magical work I would prefer yeah. they do it themselves. I can instruct mm-hmm. them on the phone, but I—that's I, it. I'm not going to do mm-hmm. it for them. For, you know, for yeah. me, I'm not, uh, I'm not one of those freaks. I, and I'm going to watch out. <laughs> beware, kiddies. Beware that root worker who says, "Now, while we're on the phone, I want you to touch your pussy, and I want you to rub it around real good." That is not a root worker. That's a fucking freak. Okay. Yeah. Well, predator. <laughs> predator. To be real. Mhm. Yeah. For me, uh, I would I do cleansing work at a distance, and I haven't had any difficulty with it. But exorcism work, it has to be in person. Mm-hmm. So I started um, um, my sort of spiritual career, actual where I had clients. Um, after I was uh, learning hoodoo, um, I spent quite a bit of time in the Middle East as an exorcist, uh, traveling and clients bringing me about to remove things like gin and spirits in that regards. Um, and Kat knows this, and this was kind of my mm-hmm. big, big kind of uh, spiritual work that I started to do was exorcism work in the, in the Middle East. And that work still for me. The removing of spirits, the removing of spirits from a home, I think is much easier in person. I can do cleansing work. I can do uncrossing work. I can even do jinx-breaking work at a distance. Bre- uh, removing a spirit from a home takes a little bit more. It's harder to do uh, from a distance. Not impossible. I need the client to do things properly and follow instructions. If they do it, we'll be successful. Um, but I prefer to do it in person. I prefer to be there. And that's much easier for me as exorcism work in person. But in regards to what is the easiest money drawing at a distance, money has just been... It's mercurial by nature. It works with the Internet really well. You can ju- really just make a digital sigil and money will start mm-hmm. flowing for me. It's one of those things where money just 
it, it's very easy to work with. Uh, any type of money drawing, any type of money, come to me money, stay with me, prosperity work with the Internet just works wonders. The two go hand in hand. They make sense. It's totally logical for them. It's like wood and fire. It's like, okay, great. These things work well together. Um, so, yeah, money drawing online versus exorcism work, which I think I prefer in person. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to second that one. The um remote healing, remote gambling mm-hmm. luck and remote job prom- promotion all go well for me. And yeah. um I'm very comfortable with those and um and I'm I'm also pretty good also with remote um business and finance too. And um those are those are things that I feel comfortable doing. And um, helping, and also when it comes to financing, um, I'm pretty good at also giving practical, you know, information about, you know, what you can do to, you know, get your business license and things like that. So I can become both a business counselor and a mm-hmm. um, a, a root worker. Um, remote n- numbers, lucky numbers. That's mm. very traditional. Just you know, I can yeah. uh, working out someone's lucky numbers. You know what I usually do because I don't want to keep them on the phone while I'm sitting there com- calculating, mm-hmm. and I'll just call them back in ten minutes. Here's your lucky numbers. Very easy mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. We should mention you that. You can with send the... me mine when you're bored. <laughs> 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 With uh, uh, internet technology, one of the cool things that that we can now do during remote uh, do remotely is via Skype or Zoom. Um, that's mm-hmm. not just for readings, right? So one of the things I've done is uh, when people wanted me to diagnose an actual uh, object that they have found, like they, a physical object, they can either send me mm-hmm. a picture, or mm-hmm. if they don't want to, if they don't want to touch or get close, Skype me. Skype me on your phone, FaceTime me on your phone, show me the thing that you saw that was buried in your yard, or show me the thing that you found, or what, show me the room where you feel off, and I can diagnose and look at it through the computer screen, like, yep, there's something here. So uh, sending pictures, uh, Skyping, uh, FaceTiming, Zooming are all really useful tools that exist in the sort of digital space that have helped uh, us with in regards to root work and doing client work. Um, also, it's it's for people who are doing healing work, right? If you are, so for example, I come from a, a hoodoo tradition where my teacher was a uh, one of the few tarot readers that existed. There was not a lot of tarot readers in, where in Virginia and Conjure. The majority of readings were uh, an examination of the person. They would just look at you and they'd be able to read you. It's called body readings, mm-hmm. right? And they didn't mm-hmm. call it auras or spirit re- or aura readings. They would just call it spirit readings or body readings. They would look at you and go, you've been, you've been jinxed or you've got issues in your marriage. They'd look at you. That's something that you can now do via Skype. But if you can't physically be together, let's say your favorite root worker is in Seattle and you live in Washington, D.C., you can Skype and that root worker can do spirit readings and readings of the body via uh, Skype or Zoom or whatnot. So it's not just pictures that have allowed us to do this, but also this sort of digital telecommunication. Mm-hmm. So the still photos work well for me, too. They can be transmitted, you know, uh, you know by direct attachment to a message mm-hmm. um but i actually prefer them to come through facebook um because you know that just helps me file them it it puts them mm-hmm. into a computer system where i can file them whereas if they come in on the phone then i've got to connect the phone with my desktop system it's just more complicated 
And so I happen to prefer Facebook, but that's just me. Um, so there's many ways that people do these, and some people aren't as, as um, lunatic as me about filing everything. But I have photos of people, you know, that they've sent me for root work, you know, going back to, um, oh, my gosh, you know, the 90s. And um, I, it's just what it is. It's just the way I am. I just, you know, as long as the storage of pixels is cheap, which it is, bandwidth is cheap, I have pictures of people's I – have, I have clients who are now in their third marriage, right, since the first picture. <laughs> But that's just what I so I like the pictures via Facebook. Um, mm. So the other the other thing about uh, yeah Shiva calls it the Hoodoo Clan archive yeah it's huge. Um, I've also had people by the way contact me and say get rid of all those photos, and and I will if they ask you know I remember one was I've changed my gender please get rid of all those photos with that name none of it exists mm. anymore mm-hmm. and I did I no problem all gone. I have no reason to keep it. I just keep it just in case um, someone calls back. Um, you know, I just had a, a student contact me who dropped out of my Hoodoo Root Work Correspondence course. He dropped 2003. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, he's back. <laughs> he now wants to graduate. So, you know, and I knew exactly who he was, and I had records on him going back to 2003. So that was kind of fun. We had a great catch-up conversation. So going back to doing remote work, what proof do you send, Angela? So let's say we call it, um, you know, proof of life, as as it were. Um, Do you send pictures of the spell work with their photos in it? How do you send proof to the client? Uh Uh-oh, have we lost Angela? Oh, she might be muted, perhaps. Sorry, I was muted. Ah, okay. My dog was having a barking fit, so I muted it. <laughs> okay, I was um, asking, how do you send proof of life? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do send pictures. I take pictures of their work on my working altar, um, usually with my hands in the picture. You know, like I'll pick up the doll and hold the doll. <laughs> I'll, send it, I'll, send, I'll send it via uh, Facebook Messenger a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, I did have a guy who asked me, well, isn't that just stored in your phone? I'm like, no, here. And I flipped over to Facebook Messenger him and flipped it over to the actual camera. And we were talking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, see, this is it right here. He goes, oh, wow, sorry. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm like, don't shoot holes in my work, dude. <laughs> right. You know, I just did this. Don't shoot holes in it. But, um, yeah, I send them pictures, and um, I haven't had anybody ask me to yet, but if they wanted to, I could send them live video of their work when it's complete, you know, when it's at a point where it can be seen because, you know, one of the three laws is be silent in your work. Mm -hmm. And so you don't talk about it. You don't need to to show them it while it's trying to do its thing because then you overthink it, then you mess it up or whatever, you know, in, in, mm-hmm. interfere in it. So I'll, you know, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm finished with this. Uh, I'm finished making the honey jar. 
I can light it right now while we're talking, and you can watch it burn for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, haven't. I've only had one person ask me that to think about it, and mm-hmm. mostly I just take pictures and send them the pictures. Um, I'll send them like seven or eight pictures if I'm doing. Um, I, I if I'm doing the 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 one where the spell is burning and and I'm reading the incense because the incense mm-hmm. smoke will go and show me pictures mm-hmm. of the smoke, and so I'll send them several pictures of that because it's easier for me to read the smoke in still pictures than it is while it's moving. Um, And a lot of times I'll get that sense of, ooh, I should take a picture of that. And that's when I'll see the face or I'll see the sign in the the smoke. And I'll send them like 10 or 15. This one lady was like, why are you sending me so many pictures? I'm like, look at the smoke. I don't see anything. I'm sorry. You know, I'll send them pictures to show them that. Um, those are really the only two things I do. And I haven't someone to send me proof that they're doing what I asked them to do. I usually can tell if the work's not moving or if the or if the work is obstinate or if the work is, like, failing. I'd be like, you didn't do that fast yet, did you? Well, no, I need you to do that fast. <laughs> mm. You know, and that's how I know on my end whether or not it's whether or not they've done their part. Um, so I send them pictures, I'll send them video, I'll video with them, um, but I don't send them video of me actually working the spell as I'm working it because in in my beginning tradition, you don't do that. You you keep silent about your work. You don't, you, once you finish it, you set it and forget it. You don't think about it again because then you'll overthink it and, you know, put too much energy in it or poke holes in your energy or whatever, you know, whatever the, I forget what the old theme was that I've learned so much since then, but it's still ingrained in me that, you know, if I'm sitting here doing the prayers and doing the actual casting, then I won't send them a video. But after that, I'll send them, because that's why, that's the other reason I do the physical work, is so I can take pictures of the physical work that I send to them. When the dolls finish, they get a picture of that. When the spell is put together on the on the tray, they get a picture of that. Um, things like that. I'll send, I'll send their little, um, like I'll make little spirit guardians for, for certain ones, and I'll send the little spirit guardian to them. <laughs> the one lady, oh, my God, I had a nightmare about it. I'm like, it's not a nightmare. The creature you described, here's a picture of it. This is what I sent to you to help, you know, keep you safe because you said somebody was shooting spells at you, and I wanted to make sure that it, whether or not it was happening. You know, so that's that's. That's all. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny for that one. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I, do, uh, <laughs> yeah, I do photos as, as well. Um, uh, when, client, when I finish work, now I usually do work over a period of time. When I take on a client, one of the first things that I do is I, let, I set up or, or let them know that at the end of the work, we're going to have a check-in. 
And that check-in will include discussing the work. So they will receive a sort of report, whether we do it over the phone or we do it by email, will determine based on what the client wants. But generally, there will be a discussion. Okay, this is what happened during your work. This is the root work that we did. These are the signs that we saw during the work. These are the omens, the auguries. This is how the candles burn. This is how the doll babies were set up. This is how the jar went. They'll get a full report, explanation of it, followed by uh, a check reading. This is what we can expect going forward. How long will this take to manifest? Okay, we should be seeing results in the next few days, in the next few weeks, or in a couple months. This is looks like things are successful. Here's what we can expect. Here's how we can keep things going. So I do what's a check reading, um, a report and a check reading at the end that will include photos, that includes me kind of breaking down how things went, a sort of report back to the client, as well as a reading on where to go from there. And that has been useful to both uh, build a relationship to the client, set them at ease, but also give them, uh, you know, some things to expect going forward. They, they, they now know what the next few weeks looks like. Um, I think Kat's back, so welcome back. Yep, Kat, we I'm, back. I'm back. I'm back in. Sorry, I got, I got bumped, but I'm back. Um, I wanted to, to jump back to something that we were um, talking about earlier, and this is about clients taking their bath. Um, I, I have had this problem, too. Even sending them as part of the, of the cost of the root work, they get the little care package, they get the baths, they get the oil, they get the instructions, they get the whatever it's going to be, and then I'm you know, doing my part, and then I say to them, so did you take the bath? And they didn't. And sometimes I can, as, as Angela said, you can tell that there's funky energy. It didn't get cleaned up, right? And so then I have to coach them through it. Could you open the bath packet while we're talking? Could you get mm-hmm. a cup of hot water while we're talking? Could you put a pinch of the bath crystals in? Could you stir it with your fingers? Could you wash your hands with that? <laughs> I mean, it's sometimes very difficult because some clients, and I'm not trying to, this isn't a, you know, cat gets mad at clients episode of our show, but some clients really want you to do it all for them. And mm-hmm. they don't really want to be part of their own healing. They don't want to be part of their own cleaning or cleansing in particular. They don't want to be part of their own uncrossing. They just want you to snap the light switch on and suddenly the room is shiny and light. And that ain't going to happen if they don't clean up. So that's I just had to jump in and say that if you work remotely with people, sometimes you actually have to get them to, you know, to take the phone into the bathroom and run some hot water in the basin and wash their hands and face while you're on the phone with them through a speakerphone. And I've had to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's um that's a very long conversation I have before and after the reading and before they even try to pay me for the straight mm-hmm. up tell them. I do not do refunds. You will not get your money back if this does not work. You mm-hmm. must do you must be able to follow the instructions. Can you follow the instructions? Can you do this at this time? 
can you mm-hmm. do this at this time? Can mm-hmm. you do this? No, we should not work together. I'm not going to take your money. I'm not going to do your spell work if you cannot follow the instructions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I'll get the, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And mm-hmm. then they get mad at me because it didn't work. And I'm like, did you do the bath? Well, no. You told me mm-hmm. you did. When I first asked you, you said mm-hmm. you'd do it. You said mm-hmm. you did it. You said you'll do it tonight. Well, mm-hmm. no, well, I told you in the very beginning, I do not do refunds. You must be able to do this, and you must be able to follow instructions. I'm not a crockpot. You cannot set mm-hmm. me and forget me. You have to work in tandem with me side by side. That's right. If you That's cannot right. do that, I will not take your work. I'm sorry. This person, this person, this person can probably help you. Right. And, uh, you know, um, there's a there's a couple of other things here that Shiva mentioned, Um which is getting them to wear objects, charms, and amulets that you have prescribed or even sent to them or to wear something in their shoe. And another one is getting them to light a candle. Um, Very often they only believe that candles can be eight-and-a-half-inch tall glass-encased tube candles, visual lights. (laughs) And and you can tell them, no, I'm going to send you a four-inch candle. I'd like you to light that. Or even more fun, I'm sending you a birthday candle, just a birthday candle. I'd like you to light, put this in a shot glass, fill the shot glass with salt, put the birthday candle stuck into the shot glass and light it, and we're going to pray together on the phone. And just to get them to do that, even if you send them the birthday candle and they say they have a shot glass and they say they have salt, some of them won't do it. And I look at them as people who... You know, they're the people who go on Dr. Phil and say, oh, I have a heroin addiction and I'd really like to get rid of it. But they don't really want to get rid of it. They just want to be on the Dr. Phil show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. 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 Wow. Well... Um, um, Jamais says, this is crazy what you guys have to do. Client reaches out to worker, not vice versa initially. That is true. Jamais, you are right. Sometimes um, we are hired to be part of their personal drama journey. And we are not being hired actually to help them. And this is one of the things that becomes, if you become a professional root worker, and I hope that there are many people who listen to this show in the archive who are on the path themselves to becoming root workers, to understand that you may be called to play a role in the life of a client that you didn't think you were being called to play. So... I hear our music coming. This has been <laughs> remote spellcasting. That's a good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Thank you so much, Angela. Very good topic. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful topic. All right. We're going to go to our clients next. Stay tuned and lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood, Condor Man, and this week's special guest. Angela Marie Horner will be right back. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, 
a directory of ethical and authentic project practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence Week, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceweek.org. Now it's time to go to the phone and talk to our clients. And our client today is calling from area code 509 in Washington and goes by the name Forrest. Forrest, are you there? Uh, Yes, I am. Great. Thank you so much for giving us a call in. And as per your... uh, uh, questionnaire, it doesn't look like you've spoken to either our guest or our host regarding your situation. Is that correct? That's correct. Excellent. Thank you. Forrest writes, lately I've been dealing with a new supervisor at work who has been causing problems for everyone I work with and has been specifically targeting me as well. It has been several weeks now since she started and, and she has been harassing me, gossiping and spreading rumors about me and genuinely just making my job harder on me. I have tried to be a professional and speak to her openly about the issue, but I haven't noticed any change in her behavior. After that didn't work, I tried protection work, but even that hasn't stopped her treating me and everyone else I work with poorly. Just over a week ago, I fell out of options and decided to make a doll of her and even went so far as to add a hot foot working to it. I'm still not noticing much of a difference in her behavior, and I'm really in need of some advice. Turning it over to you, Ms. Cat. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Thank you, Forrest, for that very accurate description of your situation. I'm going to ask a couple of questions, and um, I'm going to um, have uh, Contraman do the first reading, but I want to get some questions answered first. Number one, what sign are you? I am a Leo. Leo, oh, good. You should be strong for this work. Good. Do you happen to know the sign of the supervisor? I I don't. Okay. Try to get that for your future work, all right? You want to find out what that person's astrological strengths and weaknesses are. It's not like a love thing where you need to know their um, birthday, but it might it might be useful. Okay. Number two question is, you talk about having done this work. Have you had experience casting magic spells before in any tradition, including Hoodoo and Conjure? Uh, No. Okay, so you just started with this on a need basis. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. I'm going to just say one thing before I turn this over to Ali. Starting from need sometimes can really change your life and you can really do well. Other times you've got too high a cliff to jump at the beginning and you go, oh, this doesn't work at all. So starting from need is... um, can be good, but it can also be an impediment to success, and you might need a helper. So that's all I have to say about that. Let's turn this over to Ali, and he's going to do a reading. Yeah, um, I've pulled a few cards here to take a look and see how things are, are going for you. Um, first and foremost, just know that this thing might get a little bit worse before it gets better. 
So bear that in mind. The very first card that we have is the Two of Swords. This is a person who is sitting on a stool or some type of bench, uh, and they're blindfolded, two swords crossed across their chest, indicating that this is uh, a path that is unclear to you. That there are options that exist, and other, none of these options are easy. None of these options are going to come without difficulty, that they may be hurt, they may involve some type of sacrifice, but the path forward is not always clear. That it's going to be difficult to sit in that ambiguity for a while. Um, the things will change with the coming of the shift in season. So pay attention in particular to the movement of the moon. You'll see here in the Two of Swords, there's a moon in the background. The movement of the moon may indicate when you will start to see your magical work. Now, when did you say you started doing this work on her uh, hot foot doll baby stuff? When was it roughly? Uh, it was about two weeks ago now. Okay, so the reason I asked that is when I see that moon indicating some type of celestial that you started your work roughly when uh, Mercury was going retrograde and Mercury is retrograde. Mm. So you're in the midst. You started this in a particular celestial weather, and it isn't until Mercury goes direct that you'll start to see this sort of shift. Mercury goes direct this week. So this is what that two of swords is. You're unable to see that something will shift when the heavens uh, move in their rhythms that's when we'll start to see. So this week you might start to see some signs. Just be aware that Mercury is going to, once it even it's out of direct, it's still slow at first. So it may take a little bit. You won't see it immediately. Like Tuesday is not going to be when you finally get your results. But you'll start to see some movement soon. You started it in some interesting weather. That weather is going to proceed forward. Now I do get a warning here, and this is very important. Um, we have here uh, the figure of the tower in the present. And the tower is a problem. The tower is calamity that strikes. As you do this root work, this person will fight and fuss against it. So bear that in mind. Some people can instinctually understand that something is being happening and that something is happening to them, even if they don't know it's root work or magic or whatnot, and they will resist and fight. There may be an attempt to push you out of your job or to make the environment so hostile that you quit. So that is the immediate present. That is what it looks like. So this is a problem. Be aware of that. You need to increase your protection. You need to sprinkle some peace water. There's a variety of different strategies you could be given at the end to protect and guard yourself as you do this work. The good news is you will be victorious in time. Uh, it will take a little bit. The final card that we have here is the Four of Wands. And the Four of Wands is a victory. It's a celebration. It's actually the image of a Roman wedding with four staves and garlands of flowers. And in the background, two people have gotten married. It is the accumulation of hard work. And it is an indication that by fall is when you will see the full culmination of your work. So you'll start to see results relatively soon. Things will increase. The heat will increase over several weeks. You might start to see more pressure on you. Dig down, hold tight, uh, kind of, you know, batter down the hatches. <laughs> Be aware that there's a bit of a tension coming up, a bit of a blow-up coming up. But by fall time, 
you will finally achieve your result, and either this person will be gone or they will be neutralized entirely. There is an indication. There's a second person in this Four of Wands card. You should select an ally, someone who will step forward and help you with this. I would highly, highly recommend some type of magical coach. It is interesting that before I actually pulled the cards, um, I had, had just did, did like a brief look at the uh, astrology chart of the time. So the card says, look at that Mercury in retrograde. And the horary chart, the ruler of the boss, that is whoever is in the 10th house is the ruler of the boss. The 10th house is Virgo, meaning the ruler is Mercury. So that's just further confirmation that Mercury in retrograde really kind of slowed things down in terms of root work. Once that goes direct, you'll start to see things move forward. Bring some type of ally to help you along that process. That's my reading for you. I'm going to turn this over to Angela, who will do your next reading, and then Miss Cat will give you some root work advice. All right. Um, okay. Uh, I, I do have a question, uh, Contraband. What was your first card? I missed it. The first card was a Two of Swords with a moon in the background. Okay, got it. Now I understand. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, we got a little confusion, and I just wanted to make sure that that gets into the chat log. All right. So let's turn this over to Angela Marie, and she's going to do a reading now. Okay. So I pulled three cards, and the first card I pulled from my deck is the monk. And the monk means pious contemplation. So to stop and think and look at it. So look at it from another direction. Um, You made a doll of her and did hot foot on her, and that's kind kind of a violent push. Maybe turn that around. Um, Keeping it hot foot but being nice about it. My next-door neighbor was a terror. I did a hot-foot spell on her, but instead of doing a cruel spell on her, I said, you know, may you get a new home and be happy somewhere else in a bright, beautiful, shining new new place. She was gone in six weeks. Um, the next one is the diviner, and this card is a man on his knees in front of a – or a – a diviner who is giving him advice, this means going to a higher power. This means talking to someone else. This means getting help. Um, You can get help from your higher self, but in this case, I believe it's talking about a mentor or a teacher. Um, Take, there are plenty of books you can get that have classes about the spell work you're trying to use. I wouldn't give up on the spell work. Whether the, whether or not she goes away or is neutralized, I would stick to this path. It's, it's a good path. The last one is the paladin, and this is a paladin on his knees receiving his, you know, knighthood. Uh, there's a sword on his shoulder, and it means perseverance. It means to fight the good fight regardless of the outcome. So stick to your guns. Don't get pushed out. Uh, don't don't give up. And definitely, definitely, don't yell back. So when this person confronts you and they're all, you know, being sarcastic or they're yelling or whatnot, put it at the door. Calm yourself and just speak to them as calmly and serenely as necessary. Don't patronize. Don't, you know, don't be sarcastic. Just be as nice as 
hi. You don't have to be a yes man. Oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, of course. You just be as nice as pie. That's nothing more infuriating to an argumentative person than a person who won't argue back. <laughs> and that and that will look better on you in the long run. This mm-hmm. person may feel by you, and the spell might be helping that. This person may just be one of those people who everyone is her little toy puppet who is on little strings, and if they don't dance the way she wants them to, she gets mad. Well, there are many ways around a controlling person. Don't let them control you. You don't mm-hmm. have to be argumentative about it. You don't have to be rude about it. Just say, oh, yes, that's a wonderful idea. However, I was doing it this way, and it seems to be working very well, and my, pro- and my productivity is, is flourishing for it. Thank you for your suggestion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very Much nice. more infuriating than a person who won't argue. Mm-hmm. Nice. So do you, very nice. Yeah. So do you have any um, questions? I feel a question, like about the monk, the pious contemplation. Have you thought about this for a a long time before you did it, or was this an impulsive act? Uh, I had had thought about it for for a couple weeks before I did it. I wasn't sure if – because I I did the protection and stuff first, and Mm -hmm. I just just wasn't sure if – if that was something that I really wanted to do, but at a certain point I just felt like I, I didn't have much of another choice because the protection hadn't been working and I just, I really needed something, you know? Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to take over at this point with the root work advice and I'm going to teach you a basic idea here, which is called working both sides of the case. Now, there are two meanings to that term. And the first meaning goes back to the first topic we had. Working uh, both sides of the case means taking two clients who oppose each other. That's what root workers think of it as. But working both sides of the case is also what we call working hot and working cold or working wet and working dry or whatever you want to call it. And in this instance, uh, had you had more experience, I would have said that you you would have – known to work both sides of the case, particularly when someone is your supervisor or if you're trying to hotfoot someone who owns their own property. You have to try to you're trying to dislodge somebody who already has been dug in and empowered. So um I'm going to give you some recommendations and Contraman pointed this out immediately. Uh he and I sometimes can practically read each other's minds after all these years together on this show and he just said peace water and he knew exactly that if he didn't say it I would say it. Right, yeah. Contraman? <laughs> so, That's very right. True. so um in working in working on a job situation, hot foot is the is the left hand of darkness, right? <laughs> and peace water is the right hand of mercy and gentleness. So I want you to get some peace water as well. You can also, people sometimes will do a honey jar or sugar spell, and some people say, why bother? This person is so bad, I'm not going to do that. But peace water calms things down. So place to start, always a good place to start. But um, a lot of people protect without first cleansing themselves and without first making an area that they can expand into. 
if you just protect, 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 you become smaller and smaller, like a little hermit crab till you're just stuck inside your shell, protected. So you first want to claim your space and then protect the space. And peace water will do that. So you want to get some peace water. It is a two-part formula. And uh, we make it, um, and it's an old, old traditional recipe. It's in two parts. You shake it up, and you're going to um, say um, the psalm of uh, unity and harmony over it. And... um, this is a, a psalm for, for, and I don't care whether you're a Christian or not. It's Psalms 133. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And it goes on about how it's like the precious ointment and so forth. And you're going to shake this up, say that psalm. It's quite a short psalm. And then you can spray it around. You can sprinkle it or spray it. You can put it in the bathroom. You can put it in the break room. It will smell like a nice cologne or um, cleaning product. It does not have a strong smell, and it will not last or persist long. You can make a little um, bottle of it in your um, purse or backpack, um, whatever that you keep things in. And um, uh-huh. But when you make it up and put it into the little pump sprayer, you have to shake it up first and pour it because it will re-separate again. Right? And so each time you use it, you shake it up to make people in unity, and you're going to spray it. Um, this is to bring peace to the workplace. This will also make peace for other people, not just for you, but will bring peace to everyone. And it's a good thing to do if you have trouble on the job. And I have can. I can give you testimonies, um, one after another after another. It has so worked so successfully for folks. And um, the peace water can be used also for family um, problems in the home. Okay, so um, that is part one. The hot food work, I'm not saying you should stop it. I'm just saying I want to see you work both hot and cold, wet and dry. I want you to see you work. Um, Hot foot is a fiery type of spell, and peace water is a watery type of spell. Okay? So that is actually really cool because I just bought some some peace water from you guys. Oh, good. Okay, fantastic. Well, look, you you do have some psychic ability because there you are. That is really a nice thing to do. Now, you can also do a little more with that peace water, and I'm going to give you an idea. Take a photo of that person, write their name and birth date on it. Small, a small little photo. We're not taking a big picture here. Put that in the peace water. It'll just the, the picture will come apart and decay. Don't worry about it. Just put that in there. Um, that's a good thing to do. If Or, if you don't want to do that, put a piece of their fingernail, their hair. If they sign papers, if you have a little a bit of their signature, just a tiny piece. Put that in the peace water. Shake it up. Now you're spreading them around as peace in, in the place. Another thing you can do is work with sugar packets. Is there a, If there is a break room or someplace like that, or if you go out to get coffees for people, hey, does anybody need a coffee? I'll bring it. Do you want sugar in yours? Do you want milk in yours? Whatever. You're going you're gonna to dose the sugar. So the way you dose the sugar packets is you can steal some sugar packets, bring them home, temper, borrow them, not steal. You borrow the sugar packets, bring them home, put them in a jar of sugar in your home, pray over them for sweetness, peace, and, and love, 
and then bring them back into the break room. Everyone will use them. And you can also steal and borrow the honey package, the Splenda package, the totally equal to whatever package. All right, we're out of time. But those are some of the ways to work a sweet spell and a peaceful spell to augment your hot foot spell, which I think you're doing great on. Okay, wow. Um, so now we're going to go to the network schedule announcement from the land of gin dreams. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time to go to our free spell segment with Angela Marie Horner of Lotus Raven Massage on Facebook. Take it away, Angela. Okay, so. Nice and fitting for the uh, subject we have today, sort of. Uh, It's a mojo bag for warding off negativity. So to ward off negativity, to ward off negative spells, negative tricks, jinxes, things like that, you're going to take a little bag. You can Specifically, you're going to make this little bag. So the front side is black, the back side is white. Yes, because it's a bag. It doesn't actually have a front and back. The <laughs> contents of the bag, <laughs> yeah. The contents of the bag is a silver dime, a pinch of wormwood, three bay leaves, whole bay leaves, nine really small pieces of devil shoestring root, and a reflective item. Specifically, I use the little quarter-sized mirrors from. Uh, like Michael's MJ Designs or some other craft store. They're no bigger than a silver dollar. They'll fit perfectly in your little bag. And the mirror is for reflecting spells back at others, reflecting negativity away from you. Uh, This is going inside the bag. You also want to make sure you write your petition. Now, your petition can be a petition or a prayer. It can also be a command. You know, um, I... Send, you know, by my will, I send darkness away from me, something to that effect. You're going to dress it. You're going to dip a stick of sandalwood incense into some fiery wall oil, and then you're going to, or you can drip a little drop on it so it runs down the stick. You're also going to put a bit, uh, a drop of jinx killer oil on the stick. Let it dry a little bit. Light it and you're going to smoke the bag. You're going to run the bag through the smoke, and you're going to do this while chanting 13 times. It needs to be 13 in this case. Uh, All your ill will bounces off of me and goes back to you. You remember that little little kid's rhyme? I'm rubber, Mm. you're glue, you know. (laughs) You remember that little kid's rhyme. And to feed your, your bag, you're going to use some kind of protection oil, specifically 
fiery wall of protection mixed in with whiskey. Specifically, if you can't get your hand on fiery wall, which you really should be able to, use protection oil. Uh, you can make your own oil if you're good at that. If you're not good at that, I, I more than strongly recommend you buy it from your favorite shop, like, say, Lucky Mojo. Um, you're going to dress this. You're going to feed it every Tuesday. Think of this as your guard dog. You want your guard dog to be fed, right? You need to feed it like you would a lodestone, like you would an animal. You, you want to feed it. You want to talk to it. You want to give it instructions and tell it what it's supposed to do. You're going to wear it at waist height. You can tie it to your underwear, tie, pin it to the inside of your pants, something along that line. Make sure if you pin it that you might even want to sew it into that space between your pocket and your pants so you don't lose it and you don't want anybody to find this one at all. Um, and then you want to create it on the full moon, but you want to feed it on the waxing moon. And you're drawing this protection in. If you want to make it a more hostile bag, then you're going to do the opposite. You're going to make it on the waning moon, and you're going to, uh, oh, Sorry, I'm reading my instructions wrong. You're making it on the full or waxing moon. This is the same thing. The full moon is its big bright. Mm -hmm. The waxing moon is its becoming bright. Mm -hmm. So I'm reading my own instructions wrong. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> and if you can't go by the moon, go by the clock. So as the hands are rising towards midnight, you want to be making your, your bag. If you're trying to make it more hostile, like I said, and you're pushing away, then you want to do it on the waning moon or the new moon. So mm -hmm. full is to draw in and, and uh, new is to push away. I prefer the gentle approach. Um, if you're pulling protection towards you, it kind of stops the negativity from getting to you because it doesn't like standing in line in that queue waiting to get to you. So you want to keep this in a safe place when you're not wearing it. You want to keep it at your bedside table if you're not wearing it. You want to keep it uh, under your pillow if you're not wearing it. If you feel like it needs to be charged and you fed it and it still feels like it needs to be charged, leave it in the light of the full moon. You could put it on your windowsill in your bedroom. If you're in your own place, you can put it on your kitchen windowsill. You want to put it someplace where it can be exposed to the full moon. And that is wow. my easy peasy lemon squeezy, because to me it's pretty <laughs> easy to make them, a <laughs> mm. uh, little mojo hand that you can keep on you. I've got a. I've you when you were describing this, especially when you when you got into the idea of the moon. I'm going to throw in an idea that I would do. It's just me. Uh -huh. It's half black and half white, and yep. I would I would work it both ways. And this goes kind of back to what I was mm. saying before about hey, I've got Gemini rising, whatever. Work it both ways. So if you work it with the dark mm -hmm. side on the dark of the moon, you would use um, a darker thing to dress it with. 
if you work it on the light side with the full of the moon or the waxing moon, you would set it up on the windowsill, let it skip the, the waxing moonlight, and dress it with something light. That way you are setting it either way. And if I was not using it, in other words, if I was not carrying it but just feeding it and keeping it in a drawer, I would flip it over as the moon flipped because this is a perfectly balanced when you look what's in here this is a perfectly balanced bag so i am one of those bilaterally symmetrical guys you know what i mean i just got to have everything bilaterally <laughs> symmetrical so that's how i would work it it's a great bag and i love the idea that it's half black and half white why thank you i like this little bag always drawing inspiration from my teacher <laughs> well, you know, but I, I never would have come up with the bag in the first place. It's your bag. I just, I just did a little wrinkle on it there. I, my little idea. Wow. All right. Well, thank you so much for that. That's in our chat log permanently, so anyone listening to the show can get the chat log at the Lucky Mojo Forum, where we have all of the chat logs archived. And I hear that beautiful music coming our way and I presume it's going to get louder and louder as the Memphis drug band comes closer <laughs> and closer. I sense it's going to get louder very soon. Oh. There it is. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so, for having me. Uh, it's been one. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to turn this over to Evan and he's going to read our closing announcements and we're all going to come back at the end and we're all going to say goodbye hopefully when the show is over. Take it away, Evan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's help we Yeah. All right. Thank you, Ms. Kat and Conjurman, and thank you, Angela and Marie Horner of Lotus Race Massage on Facebook for being our guest this week. Join us next week for another fine episode with an equally as fine guest, which I'm sure you will love. The Lucky Mojo Hootie Rework Hour <laughs> was brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Ms. Kat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forums.luckymojo.com and Conjurman at conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart, joining you from evanlionheart.com in New Jersey. The Lucky Mojo Hootie Rootwork Hour can be heard every week live on Podstock Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archives via luckymojo.com forward slash radio show by HTML. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here. I invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Well, thank you, Evan, for that. Now, remember, people, this is the last day you can get your September 11th, September 12th Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival tickets at the early bird special price. So I want you all to jump right over there to hoodooheritagefestival.com, click the button, it'll take you to Podia, where you'll be able to get your tickets. Follow us on Facebook, um, and, uh, you know, Check out what's happening. We're posting little videos every week. There'll be a new video every week until the festival, courtesy of Lady Muse and Sean Marr. And it's going to all happen. Good night. All right. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.